0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to Terp10 with Kyle and Merck. Ah, damn it. As we often do, I have made a bit of a mistake. So this week, Kyle and I are going to talk about one of our favorite topics, all of the ways we've disappointed you, our listeners. So Kyle, let's get started. All right, Mike, you are absolutely
1: correct in saying that over the course of this pod, we <laughs> have you... <laughs> omitted or incorrectly ordered or just like put things on the list that like literally didn't even qualify we've made plenty of mistakes and we've heard we've heard your words listeners yes. which actually it's been really refreshing to actually get feedback on this it means that someone listening and cares enough to tell us that we're idiots
0: absolutely not a lot of fan mail more like fan corrections but we're we're happy to have the feedback
1: yeah in all seriousness uh we really do love the feedback yeah. and we like to hear people get really fired up about what they believe was criminally overlooked. Um, this isn't gonna be a long pod. We're just gonna kinda zip through some of the things we've missed. We're not gonna go back and reorder our lists. We're just gonna talk about some of the things that we overlooked and acknowledge those that brought into to our attention. Yeah. We are gonna do it in classic top ten style. It's very loose. These don't have really I didn't put a lot of thought into the order of them. So we'll just get right into it. Um, (laughs) I got, I got serious heat for this one from my boss, Peter. Um, he was astounded that we did not even mention at all the Chex family of cereals in our cereal podcast. Oh,
0: interesting. I'm a huge fan of the corn Chex, especially. I like rice Chex, but big corn Chex, got
1: He correctly pointed out that we spent a lot of time talking about how the Rice Krispies successfully spinned off into, or spun off into the Rice Krispie treat. And thought it was criminal that we failed to mention the whole Czechs mix family of Czech snacks that oh. spawn off of the Czech cereal.
0: God, so, great point. Czechs mix are incredible.
1: Yeah. I appreciate Peter for that. Peter's a, Peter's a, a big fan of cereal. And so his, his input on this one was very much appreciated, obviously. Number nine. I'm shocked that we missed this one because we're both a huge fan, uh, on our facial, recognizable facial here facial hair podcast, we critically omitted George Clooney and his permanent five o'clock shadow.
0: Mm, That's a great point.
1: I heard that comment from several people, but most, yeah, but most notice, no, you're going to hear a lot from, from my friend Cody. He had a lot of uh, recommendations because he listened to, I think almost all of our pods. Uh, he was the first to point that out. I heard that from, from several people.
0: Wow. I'd love to know what George Clooney's, uh, national heritage is because i'm guessing he might have some eastern european or middle eastern blood because he has got a hell of a beard hell of a beard oh oh he sure does it's sort of like your maltese i
1: hope someday i have half the beard of george clooney yeah you will number eight i was (laughs) chastised at work um if you remember on the guilty pleasure tv episode that Allegis put together for us I briefly referenced a show called The Challenge, which I pitched as kind of like a general game show kind of competition. Mm -hmm. I was so wrong. Um, The Challenge is like a compilation MTV show where they take a bunch of people from the real world and make them face off in challenges with a bunch of other people from like different MTV shows.
0: That sounds terrible.
1: Yes, and therefore a really, really, really good Guilty Pleasure show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't do that show the justice it deserved. And so I thank Allie for pointing out my misunderstanding of the nature of that show. On I'm the very guilty glad you
0: corrected bond. the record. Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. Number seven comes from someone that I do not know, but you know. Uh, number seven was from our Redhead pod, We Missed Anne of Green Gables.
0: Yeah, so this one is from astute listener Claire, last name redacted. Uh, so Claire and I had several English classes together in college, uh, and Claire was one of those people who I always loved to hear what she had to say in class. She's really, really smart, really cool, uh, was one of, my, uh, one of my English homies back in college. So we are very glad to have had her input. I cannot expl- explain how flattered I am. That somebody as smart as Claire is listening to our pod. And I apologize for bringing her intelligence level down. Um, <laughs> but thank you for the Anne of Green Gables reference. That was a significant omission. And it does get to something we're always working on. And we always want your feedback. We are both 20-something-year-old dudes. And occasionally miss out on references that the ladies in the crowd are going to understand. Yell at us. Make sure to yell at us. We can't really help you when we're talking about Major League Baseball players, but when we are talking about certain categories, yell at us and keep us in line. Claire, thank you.
1: Absolutely. Number six, I got feedback from uh, Peter again on this one, as well as my coworker and friend Gina, as well as my sister Erin. On our facial hair pod, we missed the incredibly distinctive mustache of Mr. Hulk Hogan.
0: Ah, gross.
1: Yeah, I know. Super gross, but if you put Hulk Hogan's mustache on a face, it's so obvious that it's Hulk Hogan. I'm
0: pretty sure there's a bumper sticker, right? Like, I think there's a bumper sticker of just the facial hair and the bandana.
1: There has to be.
0: I am concerned, though, that given the rules of our pod as we discuss them, the bandana might split the vote a little bit.
1: I think, I think though, that even without the bandana, it's unquestionably Hulk Hogan.
0: Probably true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, and we got chastised a little bit on that one, too, because... I don't think very, we knew that not a lot of people knew who Danny Trejo was, but I think even <laughs> still we overestimated the number of
0: people that know or care about who Danny Trejo is. You know who Danny Trejo is, people. You just might not know you know who Danny Trejo is. Right. So,
1: uh, I think that's the end of our, oh, and, uh, Aaron also pointed out that we missed Santa Claus, the originator of the big white woolly beard. <laughs> uh, but I think that was the end of our, our frozen, or, um uh, our facial hair, uh, gaffes. This next one comes from my soon to be father-in-law, who I am horrified listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Up until now, I think he believed that I was, if not good enough for his daughter, at least, like, acceptable.
0: Yeah, like in her general realm, in her zone. Yeah. Code.
1: Right. Uh, he pointed out that we missed, ooh, some people, the, the origin of the term ginger is, kind of up in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people credit it to uh, a character named Ginger on Gilligan's Island. Uh, Is that really where
0: that's supposed to come from? I,
1: I know, I think a lot of people talk about the spice, you know, Ginger. Yeah. Um, but if Uh. not the origin, Ginger is very much credited with the popularization of the term, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as made famous by Ginger of Gilligan's Island. Wow. Uh, we, we, we received a stunned email from him that, uh, we had not included that on a list of all time famous redheads. A lot, of, you know how we do like the, um, like the Beowulf dragon, like the one, yes. the one thing on a list are like Wheaties with cereals, mm-hmm. kind of like the grandfather of, of, from which everything else has come. Yeah. The ginger, I think is, is one of those. So That's that fair. An, uh, I that was a big that. one. Uh, this next one was one that we screwed up in terms of ordering. I've been hearing from several people, several people, most notably Kurt who I work with, um, was really, really, really mad, like, fired up, that we put Ocarina of Time so low on our N64 list.
0: No apologies. We had a good reason.
1: But here's his argument, and yeah. he's right. Okay. So we were saying that Ocarina of Time was docked because it wasn't multiplayer and it wasn't couchy enough. He pointed out that Mario 64 is also not multiplayer at all, just like Ocarina. And so, he doesn't think that Ocarina necessarily should have been higher than Mario 64, but if we were so comfortable putting that one at number one, Ocarina should not have slid all the way down to... We put it at, like, seven or eight. Now, I
0: I accept his logic. I do. I very much accept his logic. And I can't say this as confidently as you probably can. My sense is, we might still be okay because Super Mario 64 was one of the most eminently watchable video games... So it was very couchy in the end because you could sit there and watch the person play. Like, I would... You could have... What we would do in my house is we would split one controller across three people. I think that was a pretty common way of playing Mario was, like, you'd have a bunch of people splitting the controller.
1: I completely agree. But I think this is true of people that played Ocarina. Like, they'll get really fired up about it. And I, at the time, felt pretty guilty about it because neither you or Jameson had played it and I had... And I think if we're, if we redid this list, we would have put it up a little higher. So apologies, apologies to Kurt. Number three, we, this is one that we agreed on in our very first pod. Um, uh, and it turns out that we were the only two people to have this experience of eating chicken noodle soup consistently at lunch.
0: Yeah, I heard this from a couple
1: people too. We had a lot of people tell us that we were, I had, Cody in fact told me that, uh, chicken noodle soup had no place whatsoever anywhere near the top ten. And Quinn, our good friend, told us, uh, that the fact that we ate chicken noodle soup made us weird kids at the microwave. So, um, sorry, everybody. We thought that more people ate chicken noodle soup. And we were provided in a, in a couple of instances, most notably by my brother Cam, with a viable alternative in the same family of foods, kind of. We didn't really talk about the chicken patty. Yeah, this
0: is, this was to our great shame. It, to be fair, we knew this right away. After we did the plot, we both said, Oh shit. We forgot chicken patties. We, and it's not that we forgot them in the list. We both forgot they existed. We forgot that the chicken patty was a thing. And then both had like a, a bolt of lightning hit each of us the next day.
1: It was embarrassing, and, and I apologize, and hopefully this makes up for it.
0: We apologize. We strive for authenticity, though, and that comes yeah. with it is mistakes.
1: <laughs> yep. Number two comes my favorite correction. Um This one comes to us from my coworker, Sarah, who listened to Caroline's fantastic top ten list of useless school knowledge. We ranked Coloring in the Lines pretty high based on the grounds of, like, kids don't need to learn how to function within the rules at that age. That is not at all what we were being <laughs> taught when we were being taught to color in the lines. Uh, Sarah told me that either her sister or a friend of hers teaches preschool, and the reason you are taught to color in the lines is just to learn basically how to use your fingers, like, in a fine... It's basically just to to hone your fine motor skills. It's like pre-writing basically how to learn a writing how learning how to hold a writing utensil in your hand and manipulate it in detail with your fingers so that when it comes time to write things you have kind of the muscles built up in your hand which is so intuitive it's, it makes so much sense and when she told me that it just blew my mind and I'm glad that she told me that because it that's so cool.
0: It really, it's great on two levels. One, it proves what you, all of our listeners know, either because you know us or because you've been listening, which is that uh, we are not as smart as we think we are. Uh, and second, that's awesome because that's just a great fact. That's such a cool fact. I really like it. It has, it has, Alex and I, a uh, friend of the pod, we're discussing what makes a great joke. And we both agreed it's that when you hear a great joke, you feel like you should have been able to just tell it yourself. Yeah, that's what makes a great fact is you say, oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I guess I didn't know, though. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a really Alex said that. What an amazing thing to say about a joke. I think actually, if we're being strict here, I think I said it, but it was, it was in the context of the conversation I had with Alex. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
1: Ah, <gasps> oh, very good. But <laughs> it's, you, it's really Alex. fitting for this as well. I really love that concept. Yeah, this I had this at number one because this is just—I will say—so far, this is the oversights that we've made so far. I'm pretty comfortable with them and in, in us not being able to think of them. There's a a lot of times, a lot of stuff to to process and think about. Yeah. This one though, we just both completely whiffed in a way that we should not have in our 2017 top Scars podcast um we made a strict rule that it was only movies that could not that the the only movies that would be eligible were those that were nominated for no oscars and number 10 on that <laughs> list was a movie called Victoria and Abdul which our good friend Quinn pointed out was in fact nominated for two oscars yeah
0: not just one but two <laughs> so
1: Apologies to anyone and everyone that worked on Victoria and Abdul. Congratulations <laughs> on your two Oscar nominations. <laughs> we are so sorry that it appeared on our dumb list.
0: Yeah. Don't sue us.
1: Yeah. I, Victoria and Abdul is the only one that we have on here that just had no business being on the list. Not just because, just because it literally did not fit a single, our criteria.
0: Yeah, which I think nicely dovetails with, uh, sort of my, one of my top uh, corrections, which is, um, astute listener, Shelby, uh, good friend of the pod is often reminding me that this pod is at its best when Kyle is, uh, is talking. So, uh, my bad. Cause that one is all me. I own Victoria and Abdul. I'm the fool who, who came into that dojo. Yeah. I should have caught it though, because yeah. I knew that
1: I knew. I mean, yeah. So sorry, everybody on that one. <laughs>
0: sorry on all of this.
1: my favorite was uh i'm gonna misquote the text but quinn quinn deserves shouts because he as soon as we put all these podcasts up he binged every single one of them and as soon as he finished he would text us all the things that we missed and of course the things that he liked about in a very
0: loving way
1: yeah really great and provided us with really sincere useful feedback Mm -hmm. um and is probably our most avid listener uh, so we really appreciate your feedback, Quinn. And when he texted us this one, there was no, like, preamble to it. He goes, Victoria and Abdul was dominated for two Oscars. And we both apologized profusely. We both felt terrible. <laughs> and he responded with, tighten that shit up. <laughs> so, yeah. He doesn't abide that. No. So... Uh, those were ones that, like, I feel were were pretty serious misses. I've got a bunch of honorable mentions here, and a couple of um suggestions for things we missed in our top three.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: So back to Quinn. Quinn referenced uh the super weird and gross brother from Get Out should have been on our not top three for facial hair because he has that super disgusting
0: mustache. Mm, I still haven't seen it. I don't know why. I can't believe, I, can't I know believe- it's. I know. It's very weird. It's gotten to the point where it's like, it's it's weird now that I haven't seen it. You need to see Get Out. I know. I know. It's on
1: HBO. Just go watch it.
0: Is it on HBO? Yes. Just go All watch I, it. What? What? I will watch it between now and the next pod. And I'll oh go. Okay. It'll be fun because you'll. it'll be like you already know that a man landed on the moon. And like I'm the one idiot who missed the announcement. And then you'll get to tell me. So we'll get to talk about how great it is once okay. I watch it.
1: It's the, it's the actor from three billboards, the one that like owns the billboard, basically. And oh, the, the redheaded that, kid? Yeah. Picture oh. him with like a really scraggly, nasty mustache.
0: A- am I safe in assuming that he's a racist? Oh, you just have to watch it. So. Okay. All right.
1: But yes. Um, <laughs> another from, uh, my future father-in-law. He was stunned that we did not reference grape nuts on
0: our not top three cereals. Hold. The damn fun, <laughs> Not top three? Yeah. Grape nuts in the not top th- I am made up of about 20% grape nuts. My mom loves grape nuts. We've talked about, grape nuts are one of these classic cereals that you're like, oh, I'll just have a little bowl. And you don't yeah. know, but you actually had about 700 calories worth of grape nutty deliciousness.
1: I don't know, man. He like referenced some advertising campaign that literally referenced or alluded to Or compare eating a bowl of grape nuts to eating a pine cone. I've never actually had a bowl of grape nuts. Really? I've never had one, so. Oh,
0: it's not like that at all. They're not like a pine cone.
1: Next time that your pads cross, I would really like for you guys to duke it out because his, uh, his email to us was fiery. (laughs) Wow. And your reaction just now was, yeah. I think, I
0: want to say it was, uh, I want to say it was on New Girl, Winston thinks that he looks like David Letterman and so he's like imitating David Letterman and he's like, What's the deal? And it's for some reason he sounds like Jerry Seinfeld is like, What's the deal with grape nuts? They're <laughs> not grapes. They're not nuts and then he like does a little laugh and a whole thing. Um yes, yeah, so they don't taste like grapes or nuts, but they're wonderful. Just okay. shut up.
1: Gonna run through a couple more just to make sure that people that got their feedback to us are, are getting recognized on here. Um, dear friend Arthur Really loved the school lunches pod and wanted to throw in the teenager version of the Lunchable, which comes with like a full juice box and like is a full, it's like a full meal. Oh. He believes have been discontinued, but thought that they, uh, bared mentioning in our honorable mentions. Respect. So is that f- Arturo? That is Arturo.
0: Thank you, Arturo.
1: So thanks for that feedback, Arturo. Uh, friend Connor from work pointed out, uh, nachos for school lunches. We did have Nacho Day. I think that... I remember uh,
0: Nacho Day. It was never allowed.
1: Yeah, I more associate nachos with, like, ball games and sporting events, but I did enjoy a good Nacho Day every now and again. For Redheads, uh, Quinn and Connor pointed out uh, Anna from Frozen and Kim Possible. We had referenced Kim Possible on another pod, or I think our cartoon themes pod.
0: That is very true. We did.
1: Both, uh, both solid honorable mentions on the Redhead pod. Yes. Uh... Cody again, <laughs> um, pointed out that we missed Blue Eyes White Dragon on the dragon list. Did you ever get into Yu Gi Oh? No. Yu Gi Oh is like, our uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon was basically like the holographic Charizard equivalent in Yu Gi Oh. Wow, okay. Yeah, a big deal. Uh, so that was a miss. So, uh, several people pointed out we missed Puff the Magic Dragon. I was okay with not having him on the list because, no. like, what is Puff? I don't even. People know the name, but they don't even, like, there was a TV show, I think, maybe. To me,
0: Puff the Magic Dragon, the only notable thing about that is yes. from Meet the Parents. like Absolutely. It's the whole fight back and forth about Puff the Magic Dragon between Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro.
1: Absolutely. This one actually didn't get, like, explicitly pointed out to me, but I overheard people talking about it at work. There's this show called Married at First Sight, where people just, like, get married to people they don't know. Oh,
0: my God.
1: And that sounded like a good guilty pleasure show. And the last one, again, um, Allegius's dad. This one <laughs> I, doesn't make it on the list because we never learned it. Um, but it is literally the most useless thing you could ever learn in school. <laughs> Kids used to be taught in the event of a nuclear attack to duck <laughs> under their desks. <laughs> duck and cover. Duck and cover. Um, which makes me always think of, um, the videos that the kids have to watch in the Iron, Iron Giant. Giant. Duck and cover, duck and cover. Uh, but we
0: watched that in school like as a joke, but we actually yeah. watched the the real duck and cover videos in school.
1: It's silly, because really the only reason you would want to do that is so that you wouldn't see the flesh of your classmates being seared from their bodies. Yeah. There's just... So, I mean, we don't have to talk about the futility of that maneuver, but I thought it mentioned... Needless but, uh, to say,
0: it is futile, yes. Yeah.
1: It, it bore mentioning. Yeah, that's all I had. Did you have any more? No,
0: you kind of hit most of them. Uh, A lot of the feedback that I get, uh, I forget because I have a poor memory. Um, But a lot of it is my work friend Shelby telling me I stink and you're great. uh, And that she hates Dylan, um, who has thus far lived entirely off screen.
1: I feel so bad for what we've done to Dylan before he's gotten on this pod.
0: I know. Poor Dylan's coming in as like our wrestling heel, and <laughs> that's really going to build up expectations. Um, be patient, guys. Dylan is the best,
1: and he will be on the pod soon.
0: Dylan is delightful and is the third leg of this tripod for very good reason. Yes. But this is a triumvirate. So, yeah, foolishness. Um, I get that. I get Caroline telling me uh stuff a lot. Longtime girlfriend? Yes, longtime girlfriend Caroline uh, kind of similarly making fun of me a lot. That's generally the feedback I get. I get usually
1: my feedback. is It's actually kind of funny because a lot of people tell me to be quiet and let you talk. Um, yeah, I get the opposite. Fun, funny how that goes. <laughs> and I, just like to reiterate, we love, love, love to hear feedback on yep. this pod. Positive or negative. Yeah. What you liked, what you didn't.
0: And if you're so, really smart, you can trick us into doing product placement for you. So, like, if we do a top 10 cereal list and you happen to be a cereal manufacturer, send us some feedback and we will accidentally plug your cereal. So, if you're clever about it, you can trick us into stuff.
1: Absolutely. We've, we've, accidentally kind of lobbied for several products so far and we just stopped doing that
0: accidentally we're just like Ron Burgundy with the teleprompter whatever comes up on the screen we will say amen brother
1: alright well that is uh so I don't know how we're gonna do this in the future like that was for our first 15 episodes so like in the future maybe we do it a little more consistently like we spend like a minute or two at the beginning of each pod recapping what we missed on a previous pod or maybe we'll just do this all at once later down the road after another fifteen. We really don't know. We'll do whatever like,
0: we damn well please. It's our pod.
1: We really don't know what we're doing, and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna go as it goes. So, again, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you on uh, next
0: week's. Reva Dirch. Peace. Alrighty, friends. That was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km, that's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km, spelled the same way, at gmail.com, or our site, top10km.podbean.com. All forms of communication accepted, Except for serial killer notes. Please don't send us any of those. If you like the pod,
1: be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top Ten ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Erin Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram.
0: Alrighty Goons, we'll see you next week.